I'm Julie Turkowitz. I'm a reporter at the New York Times. I have been trying to understand changes in migration. So I traveled with photographer Federico Rios to the Darien Gap, this hot, mountainous, 70-mile stretch of jungle straddling the border of Colombia and Panama. We're hiking through a river, just like covered in mud. Many used to think that this route was impassable, but thousands have been risking their lives to pass through the Darien, almost all in the hopes of making it to the United States. We spent nine days hiking through the Gap and weeks building trust and relationships with migrants, with smugglers, with migration authorities to even be able to do this reporting. We interviewed hundreds of people who have made this journey to try and grasp what's making them go to these lengths to find a new life. New York Times journalists spend time in these places to help you understand what's really happening there. You can support this kind of journalism by subscribing to The New York Times. From The New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. It's Thursday, July 11th. Here's what you need to know today. The British ambassador to the U.S. resigned on Wednesday after his candid observations about President Trump were leaked to the news media. And President Trump said he would no longer work with him. The ambassador, Kim Derrick, had written a series of diplomatic cables to his superiors in London, describing Trump as inept and insecure, and his administration as uniquely dysfunctional. Mr. Speaker, this morning I have spoken to Sir Kim Derrick. I have told him that it is a matter of great regret that he has felt it necessary to leave his position as ambassador in Washington. In a speech on Wednesday, British Prime Minister Theresa May defended Derek and seemed to praise him for his honest assessment of the Trump administration. Good government depends on public servants being able to give full and frank advice. I want all our public servants to have the confidence to be able to do that. And... Good afternoon. During a news conference on Wednesday, President Trump's labor secretary, Alexander Acosta, offered his most forceful defense yet of a 2008 agreement, which he oversaw, to not bring federal charges against Jeffrey Epstein. Facts are important, and facts are being overlooked. Simply put, the Palm Beach State Attorney's Office was ready to let Epstein walk free. No jail time. Nothing. Acosta said that his office reached the agreement after determining that state prosecutors were on the verge of allowing Epstein to avoid serving jail time, registering as a sex offender, and compensating his alleged victim. Prosecutors in my former office found this to be completely unacceptable. Our prosecutors presented the ultimatum, plead guilty to more serious charges, charges that require jail time, registration, and restitution, or we'd roll the dice and bring a federal indictment. Epstein eventually served just 13 months in prison, during which time he was allowed to leave during the day to work out of his office. Acosta said that he recognized why people now question the agreement, which a judge has found to be illegal but said that the agreement had followed Department of Justice guidelines and that given the evidence against Epstein at the time, it was a better option than going to trial. And I know that in 2019, looking back on 2008, things may look different. But this was the judgment 
of prosecutors with dozens of years of experience. Finally, on Wednesday, the mayor of Washington, D.C., warned the White House that the president's military-style 4th of July celebration has bankrupted the city fund used to defend the Capitol from terrorism and pay for security during large rallies and official funerals. The mayor, Muriel Bowser, said that the fund had yet to be reimbursed by the president for the $1.7 million cost of the July 4th event, as well as the $7.3 million cost of the president's inauguration, leaving the fund with an estimated $6 million deficit. In a letter to Trump, Bowser wrote, quote, We ask for your help with ensuring the residents of the District of Columbia are not asked to cover millions of dollars of federal expenses. That's it for today. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow.